It lays the predicate and the foundation for the development of a weather satellite that will permit man to determine the world's cloud layer and ultimately to control the weather and he who controls the weather will control the world. Exactly how dark is the wider horizon? Can it get any worse? Let's find out. If you're willing to face bad news head on, buckle up. Let's get started. From multiple sources, new study reveals widespread presence of environmental DNA in the sky, including pathogens. Question, what kind of pathogens? How many different kinds? Again, that's the title of a new science study from phys.org and other sources. Fact, our skies are filled with filth, not just industrial pollution, not just auto exhaust, but also the largest single source of toxic atmospheric particle pollution of all, the shockingly obvious climate engineering operations, sprayed particulate dispersions from geoengineering jet aircraft, not speculation theory or hypothesis, film footage proven fact. View the jet spraying section on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org, let your eyes decide for you. And what else is in the mix? In our skies. As this new science study report just stated, pathogens, that's a big and very ominous red flag. We are all in a very real and immediate fight for life, and soon, very soon, denial will no longer be an option for all those that still refuse to face reality, because it's not just us breathing this toxic brew, it's the entire web of life, everything, and our lives depend on that web of life, completely depend. Anyone with a still-functioning sense of deductive reasoning will recognize that there's something very wrong in our skies. Unfortunately, so far, the vast majority have long since abandoned their sense of logic and reason in exchange for the pacifying lies of the so-called experts that are completely dependent on power structure-supplied paychecks and pensions. There's an epidemic of moral bankruptcy in every arena of so-called militarized, industrialized society. And always remember that they couldn't do what they do without the active or passive support of the majority population. Is hell on earth already unfolding, literally? Civilizations won't just decline, they will collapse. The process is already well underway. And unlike eras now past, such as the Great Depression, when there was still somewhere to run, with intact and fully functional environments and ecosystems, now there's nowhere to hide, no lifeboat. The entire ship is going down, and we're all passengers on it. The equation we face, all of us, is exponential beyond what can truly be comprehended. As a species, collectively, we have radically overplayed our hand. The consequences are already unfolding. And while Matrix Media continues to pump out a constant flow of scripted mass distraction and orchestrated division, our species is hurling toward planetary omnicide. Covert climate engineering operations are a core part of the equation. On that note, new from the UK Guardian. Why scientists are using the word scary over the climate crisis, a.k.a. abrupt climate collapse. From that report, more and more scientists are now admitting publicly that they are scared by the recent climate extremes. Are not these scientists also scared of climate intervention operations that are completely derailing and decimating the planet's remaining life support systems? Where is their courage? Where is their moral obligation to stand up in unison and tell the truth while it can still make a difference? That's a question that perhaps all of us should be asking all of them. 
and send them a link to the dimming documentary while you're at it. The absolute proof of climate engineering operations available for free on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org. To our on-air listeners, if you have not viewed the dimming documentary, please do so. Please help us share that and circulate it so that we can awaken those that are still oblivious to what's happening in our skies. A reminder of this report headline from late last year, dimming the sun could spell doom for humanity, experts warn. That's from interestingengineering.com and other sources. From that report, it states policy experts and scientists are coming together to stop such experimentation. Let's pause for a record correction. No, not experimentation. Fully deployed for over 75 years, and even now the so-called climate science community is still pretending that what all but the clinically blind can see in our skies is just a, quote, dangerous proposal. Again, another quote from this report. Dimming the sun could spell doom for humanity. No, not could, not may, not might, already has, if we continue on the current course. And these operations of weather warfare are allowed to continue all over the globe, with the population being completely oblivious, while cataclysm after cataclysm is blamed on nature. And this is not to deny, as I always have to state, that we have damaged the planet in countless ways. I've never, ever denied that, and I never will. But the intentional intervention means that there is no single event that can be attributed completely to the other causes. Climate intervention must be considered in every single weather event at this point. The fun never stops in the Planetary Asylum. You're listening to the weekly installment of Global Alert News, the end of the world as we know it broadcast. Commercial free, non-political, and covering the most dire and immediate threats we collectively face. This is Dane Wigington with geoengineeringwatch.org, the largest and most visited website in the world on the subject of covert climate engineering operations. Moving on, next headline. Climate, quote, points of no return may be much closer than we thought. That's a recent report from LiveScience.com. Yes, they're unimaginably close, the tipping points of no return, but they're no longer in front of us. Numerous tipping points of no return are already in the rearview mirror. The Live Science report continues with this. The tipping points are also more numerous than researchers previously realized. That final statement from the Live Science report is yet another example of the so-called experts admitting either their total ignorance in the field of study in which we are taught and trained to believe that they are experts, or they've been lying about how dire the true reality actually is for so very long. Again, for almost 15 years, Geoengineering Watch has been sounding the alarm based on frontline data that the threats we collectively face are far worse and far more immediate than anything we've officially been told. We knew I knew, how is it possible that the whole of the so-called climate science community didn't know? Institutionally programmed blindness or moral bankruptcy? You decide. Two weeks ago, while it was snowing in Southern California, the unprecedented early season Canadian wildfire incinerations were well underway, as were unprecedented early season wildfires in Northern Siberia. And where are we? As of the end of this week, record-shattering heat and wildfires continue in large parts of Canada and Siberia. Record May heat in the Pacific Northwest, pushing 100 degrees 
And there were just hard freeze warnings in New York and Pennsylvania. Temperatures in the 20s. The Canadian wildfire smoke canopy was pushed south and east and utilized in the crop crushing flash freeze in the U.S. Northeast. And if you don't believe this is possible, search and view a critically important geoengineeringwatch.org video report titled, Wildfires Serve Geoengineering Agenda. Or search, better yet, the entire engineering wildfire section. Question, how much longer can we continue on this course and still expect to survive? Answer, not much longer. Yes, extinction. The subject that the majority of the human race continues to pretend could never actually happen. On that note, from EAND.co. This headline from this week, Why We're Sleepwalking into the Age of Extinction. The report states, quote, This is the decade that the mega-scale impacts of climate change arrived with a vengeance. And those can be summed up in one word, the report states. Extinction. We are all in a chain reaction of civilizational collapse. Another kind of tipping point. Not ecological, but socio-economic. The chain reaction of social collapse, of democracies imploding into various shades of authoritarianism, fascism, theocracy, dysfunction, and eventual ruin. No functional habitat, no people. It's not about money at the very top. They, aka those who control the central bankers, can and do print all they want for whatever they want and always have. Too few have ever bothered to educate themselves on how the global financial Ponzi scheme actually works. To take that theme further, far too few actually give a damn about what the truth is and how bad it is, how close it is to landing on top of all of us, and how well I know this after 20 long years of slogging forward in the desperate effort to sound the alarm. The majority want a fantasy happy ending, or they don't want to hear it at all. Question, is that a recipe for preserving any future whatsoever for our posterity or the innocent web of life, which doesn't deserve what's happening to them. And again, our lives completely depend on that web of life. The so-called fact checkers that serve the matrix have been working overtime in the increasingly futile attempt to deny the climate engineering reality. The so-called fact checkers continue to tell us that we're not actually seeing what we're actually seeing. And they're proof of this claim? Because matrix media, so-called scientists, say it isn't so. Go back to sleep, they say. That's their message. Question, are those that help to hide the climate engineering weather warfare assault just as guilty as those who carry out the weather warfare? Should those that serve the matrix media by their participation in the cover-up be held legally and morally accountable by populations that will be justifiably enraged once they finally wake up to what has been done to them without their knowledge or their consent? We'll soon enough find out. And about weather and environmental terrorism, there's many layers. From ABC News, this, Denmark's mystery tremors caused by acoustic waves from unknown source, officials say. From that report, Copenhagen, Denmark, a series of tremors recorded on the Danish Baltic island of Bornholm 
last Saturday has puzzled scientists who now say they were caused by, quote, acoustic pressure waves from an unknown source, end quote. Scientists said they had received more than 60 tips from people on Bornholm that earthquake-like tremors described as a deep rumbling, shaking and rattling, changing pressure in the ear had been reported. What could that be? Our atmosphere is being used for a physics lab, and the consequences are already unfolding. You can't fill the atmosphere with toxic, electrically conductive particles and then manipulate those particles with an absolute onslaught of frequency transmissions from facilities all over the globe and expect to have a living planet for very long. And how many people ignore their senses? How many people ignore what they can see in the sky? How many people ignore the dead trees, the lack of birds, the lack of insects, the lack of animals, the dead oceans, and pretend it can all still keep going? Total delusion. From LiveScience.com, same theme. Mysterious ultra-low frequency noise is detected in Earth's atmosphere, and scientists can't explain them. So much they can't explain, isn't there? They can't explain why there's massive grid patterns in the sky one day and nothing the next, and they expect us to believe it's all just, quote, condensation when we know, because we have film footage of these aircraft at altitude, nozzles visible turning on and off. We know it is not condensation. We know condensation doesn't behave in that manner. We know there's a high-bypass turbofan jet engine on all commercial carriers, all military tankers, an engine that's a jet-powered fan that's by design almost incapable of making any condensation trail. We know all the elements listed in climate engineering patents are showing up in precipitation tests all over the globe, which means it's in our air column, which means we're breathing it. It's saturating our soils, our waters, our food, everything. And, and what else is in this mix besides the heavy metals and polymers named in climate engineering patents? We now know, as I began this broadcast, pathogens. Imagine that. Is it any wonder that everybody is so sick and getting sicker? So many. We hear from so many at geoengineeringwatch.org that have illnesses they can't explain that won't go away, and they weren't around anyone. Why is that? Because they have to breathe. That's why. And why isn't this issue a priority? With so many that are fighting causes and concerns that won't matter on a dead planet or when the power structure decides they're losing control and they put something much more lethal into the atmospheric spraying dispersions because they already have biological carrier platforms in this mix. And we know this from our lab testing. Polymer fibers and graphene can be used for biological carrier platforms. What's that mean? It means they carry a pathogen from the clouds to the ground, and we now know we have pathogens in our skies. Again, peer-reviewed science study, and we also know we have the world's second most recognized geoengineer, Dr. Ken Caldera, who now works for Bill Gates, when he worked for the U.S. Department of Defense, stating on the record, his own words, and we own the recording of this at geoengineeringwatch.org, that what he did for the U.S. DOD was design methods of spraying pathogens into clouds to infect the populations below. You think they wouldn't do it? Think again. Sorry for the rant. Let's continue with this report from LifeScience.com. Again, mysterious ultra-low frequency noise is detected in Earth's atmosphere. Scientists can't explain them. The report says solar-powered balloons detected strange rumblings at a height of 70,000 feet above Earth's surface. Scientists can't identify them. The noises detected by specialized instruments at 70,000 feet above the Earth's surface are known as infrasound because they are so low-pitched they are inaudible to human ears picked out from among a wash of 
the noises that were detected by specialized instruments, hidden low-frequency sounds, including thunder, ocean waves, rocket launches, cities, wind turbines, even planes, trains, automobiles. The strange infrasounds have so far defied any explanation. And why is that? Because the so-called experts are not allowed to even mention specific technologies like ionosphere heaters, like HARP, of which there's about a hundred of such facilities in different designs around the globe, and the NEXRAD system. All of this is absolutely positively a major component of climate engineering operations, and we know this because we can see the effect of these frequency transmissions on water vapor loops, on weather radar. We can see their effect, and on that note, this week, from AccuWeather, this headline, Amazing Ring on Radar Excites Our Meteorologists. You have to see this short video to believe the absurdity of these so-called experts trying to explain away a perfectly circular transmission effect on precipitation in the very center of which was, imagine that, a frequency transmission facility. And they explain that away like an amazing coincidence and what an amazing natural phenomenon. And these are the so-called experts, paid liars, so many of them, no conscience. I don't know how they face their image in the mirror. I don't know how they look their children in the eyes. I truly don't know. Let's press on. New from Bloomberg News. Farmers set to abandon U.S. wheat crops at highest rate since 1917. From that report, America's wheat fields have become so plagued by drought that farmers are now poised to abandon crops at the highest rate in more than a century. Some wheat plants this season were so stunted by lack of moisture that they won't produce so-called heads of grain, leaving little reason to harvest them. Farmers can instead file crop insurance claims for failed acres. That's part of how the government pacifies the farmers. They pay them anyway. And they're incentivizing not growing crops. Control the food supply, control the people, and it's not just the lack of rain. The rain that does fall is toxic. The intense UV bombarding the planet because climate engineering is destroying the ozone layer, also a massive part of the problem, and the lack of atmospheric humidity in some of these regions because of the desiccant climate engineering particles creates VPD, vapor pressure deficit. Why aren't more of the farmers discussing this, bringing it out in the open? With VPD, everything from crops to forests don't open their stomata, their respiratory ports. They don't breathe. They don't absorb carbon. They don't feed. They don't grow. They don't release oxygen. VPD, vapor pressure deficit. Moving on from PBS. Arizona's farms are running out of water, forcing farmers to confront climate change. And no, one season of toxic precipitation that's finally allowed to fall in the West by the weather makers won't stop what's already in motion. The report says farmers across Arizona are among those in the West facing the brunt of climate change. The drought, worsening fire seasons, and temperature swings all impact their businesses. It's not climate change. It's not just global warming. It's an abrupt climate collapse. That's what's unfolding. Further fueled by climate engineering operations. And for the record, the farmers and everyone else will soon face far greater challenges than just, quote, impacts to their business. They'll be fighting to survive from day to day. The vast majority of farmers, like the general population, have so far been unwilling to face the issue of climate engineering. I'll continue to hope that changes. Another example, in California, the farmers have been forced to upgrade their machinery 
their engines or replace equipment altogether due to California's laws on particulate pollution. I spoke in front of the cardboard, that's the California Air Resources Board, with a room full of farm owners present, making the cardboard admit that they had completely ignored climate engineering fallout, a source of atmospheric particulate pollution that is mathematically 100,000 times greater than the combined total of all the farm equipment. Yet, the farmers are being scapegoated. And tragically, so far, they don't seem to care. The California Air Resources Board ignores the devastating climate engineering fallout of toxic heavy metals and polymers because, quote, it's not in their jurisdiction, end quote. So again, even having fully exposed this, the room full of farmers didn't react at all. No outrage, nothing. Truly perplexing. We're all on the fast track to hell on earth with nothing to eat. Desperate and likely well-armed groups will certainly then be roaming and raiding, trying to survive for as long as they can. Don't believe it can happen here in the U.S.? The farcical land of the free and home of the brave? Think again. It's coming. Not an if, but a when. Take the time to view the movie The Road for a preview of what's coming. The self-proclaimed patriots in the U.S. that blindly waved their flags, pretending that if they could just get their candidate elected, they would, quote, make America great again. Good luck with that. On a soon-to-be-dead planet, if the human race remains on the current course. New from theatlantic.com. Nowhere should expect a cool summer. And for all those that jump up and down when the climate engineers carry out a surface cool down like they just did in the northeastern U.S. and you pretend that this is some sign that the planet's not in meltdown, why are you helping the climate engineers push exactly the narrative that they want? Why would anyone who claims to be fighting climate engineering not admit to a core aspect of climate engineering, which is engineered chemical cooldowns, which are now constant? The massive hail is a telltale sign of this. Hail is in almost every storm now, everywhere, or some other type of frozen material that is certainly toxic and chemically nucleated. Every single test we have done on this material has confirmed that. Search the engineering winter section on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org. Look at the images and look at the data and you will be shocked. Please help us to expose this aspect of climate engineering operations. Next, new from Reuters.com. Chinese cities broil in heat and brace for more record temperatures. From that report, China braces for record-breaking heat that could threaten electricity supply, crops, and a fragile economy. China has suffered from heat waves since March. U.S. Matrix Media doesn't cover any of this. Just a constant theater of the absurd. While the backdrop of total biosphere collapse unfolds. For a clearer picture of human insanity, let's rewind to this month-old headline from April. China doubles down on coal ahead of potential summer blackouts. So again, keep in mind the report I just read from Reuters. The record heat, China's cities broiling and they're doubling down with burning more carbon fuel. So as the planet superheats, their solution is to burn, again, more carbon fuel in order to power up even more air conditioners, which for the record contribute even more heat to the atmosphere in exchange for temporarily cooling interior space. And it's not just China behaving in this way, it's the whole so-called industrialized militarized society. Same theme, continuing from Bloomberg, a billion new air conditioners may save lives, but will cook the planet. So how is that saving lives if the whole planet dies? 
The report says in India and countless other regions, brutal temperatures mean air conditioners are necessary for survival, but the race against heat is adding to the problem of global warming. Again, more correct science term, abrupt climate collapse. How many people even think along these terms? When it's hot outside, they think, well, just we need a bigger air conditioner. No big deal, right? They don't think about the consequences. The industrialized militarized societies have been trained not to think about the consequences. You just need to have more technology to fix what technology did in the first place. The true definition of insanity. A billion new air conditioners. What a great idea. About as great as those that are orchestrating the climate engineering insanity, again, which is a malevolent form of weather warfare, but their reasoning, at least officially, is the more damage they do by spraying the skies with toxic elements and then manipulating those elements with frequency transmissions, the more damage that does, they simply feel they need to ramp the programs up even more to try to mitigate the damage that their programs did in the first place. Same mentality, just like the pharmaceutical industrial approach to the human body. Same form of insanity. Take this new pharmaceutical for a specific symptom, and by the way, here's the endless list of downstream consequences, and once you hear that, you wonder who in the world would take that product and put it into their body. And then there's the so-called green energy that so many of the completely clueless claim will save us all from ourselves. Please search, view, and share the documentary Planet of the Humans, a shocking expose on just how non-renewable, so-called renewable energy actually is. And again, no, this isn't an endorsement of carbon fuels or nuclear. All the above are pounding the nails into our collective coffins. Next final puzzle piece with this theme. This week, the following headline from executivegov.com. Biden administration authorizes $11 billion to fund USDA's programs for rural clean energy. With current technology, that term is an oxymoron. Doesn't exist. Not in the sense we've been trained and taught to believe. Time to wake up. There's no silver bullet. All just more layers to the insanity. Current so-called renewable energy forms are little more than carbon fuel extenders. New from AP News. The likelihood that Earth briefly hits key warming threshold grows bigger and closer, UN forecasts. That headline is completely absurd at face value. We're not going to briefly hit key warming thresholds. We have already blown through them. You don't briefly blow through the guardrail and fly through the air to the bottom of the canyon and somehow return to the road. Once you're through the guardrail, you're going to the bottom of the canyon. Same is true with the planet. It's not going to return to the planet we've known in any time frame that matters under any scenario. What we're fighting for now is for anyone to survive what's coming. And that becomes more questionable by the day as we remain on the current track. Here's a summary. Human responses to planetary meltdown. Just increase the environmental plunder, burn even more carbon fuel, ramp up consumption even more, and all the while, weather warfare rages in the skies above, making an already catastrophic climate collapse even worse. Another new headline example, also from Reuters.com. South Africa circles back to shale gas as power crisis drags on. Again, the human race. Comparable to a snake eating its own tail, destroying what's yet left of the environment on which all of our lives completely depend in the desperate attempt to keep the current paradigm going just a bit longer. The carbon fuel carnival, total insanity, the tale of the human race. South Africa, resorting to expanded fracking like so many other countries, destroying what's left of their remaining aquifers. One more headline from Africa, this one from The Guardian. 
quote, no one saw this level of devastation coming. Climate crisis worsens in Somalia. Somalia is not the only country being devastated by weather, whiplash, drought, and deluge, the hallmark of climate engineering operations. They didn't see it coming. The experts didn't see anything coming, did they? Are they living in a closet or just paid to lie? From geographical.com, the big thaw, melting permafrost is causing a global problem. That's an understatement. There's enough formerly frozen methane, clathrate, and hydrate deposits that if it thaws and releases and enters the atmosphere, Earth will become a sister planet to Venus. If you don't believe this, please look at the data yourself. Search geoengineeringwatch.org, Venus syndrome. It's not a metaphor. From newscientist.com, U.S. desert grassland collapses linked to changes in the Pacific Ocean. The report states, researchers have discovered a long-standing connection between temperatures in the Pacific Ocean and the health of arid grasslands in the U.S. Southwest. But they say climate change seems to have broken this connection. This is, again, total deception by total omission. We can say with absolute certainty, based on satellite imagery, that climate engineering breaking up the storm track and toxifying precipitation is the single most destructive factor, not just for grasslands, but for forests and everything in between. Absolutely criminal for the so-called climate science community to continue to deny the shockingly obvious climate engineering operations in our skies. Next are multiple sources. Oceans have been absorbing the world's extra heat, but there's a huge payback from that report. Record sea surface temperatures suggest the Earth is headed for, quote, uncharted territory. No, not headed for, we're there. In terms of sea level rise, coastal flooding, and extreme weather, the ocean captures more than 90% of the imbalance of energy that we're creating because of anthropogenic activity. Or at least that was the case. Oceans releasing that heat now. In the tropics where the oceans are warmest, scientists have found species are already migrating towards the polar regions. How long does anybody think this can continue? The planet is warming overall at the thermal energy equivalent rate of seven Hiroshima bombs per second. The majority has gone into the oceans, but that's not going to continue. Climate engineering, again, the attempt to mask this, to hide it from populations for as long as possible, in addition to debilitating populations with toxic materials, that is at minimum toxic materials, but climate engineering further fueling the heat, trapping more heat than it deflects overall, destroying the forest's ability to absorb some of the CO2, to release oxygen and moisture, and destroying the ozone layer, which is that incredibly intense radiant heat that if you feel any surface area, and it's amazing to me how many people don't notice how scorching the sun feels if you're in a clear shot with no cloud in between on so many days. And it waxes and wanes because the ozone layer destruction is not uniform around the world. Again, it waxes and wanes, but there are so many incredibly intense UV days now that it's astounding to me that more people aren't in a state of alarm about that. Search the ozone destruction section on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org to learn what few want to know. From msn.com, scientists warn that El Nino is likely coming that could bring scorching heat to Earth. From that report, an El Nino is building along the equatorial regions in the eastern Pacific, and chances are above normal will bring a strong El Nino. The National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration says, and that could have dramatic consequences in the United States and around the globe. This year, and into next. That's an understatement. We are in completely uncharted territory. Ocean heat can't be bottled up anymore. Other breaking points, tipping points have been breached. 
we are in for a very rough ride and soon. Here's a quick update on Florida's beaches in case you were thinking about taking a vacation there and going for a swim. From phys.org, this headline, a perfect pathogen storm. Vibrio bacteria, sargassum, and plastic marine debris. A new study uncovers how the interplay between sargassum, plastic marine debris, and vibrio bacteria creates the perfect pathogen storm that has implications for both marine life and public health. Vibrio bacteria are the dominant cause of death in humans from the marine environment. Is it any wonder there's dead fish washing up on beaches everywhere and dead mammals? Any wonder at all? Superheating oxygenless oceans and a toxic brew of pollution and elements like this, all synergistically combining for even worse toxicity? Next, same theme in general, another new headline from phys.org, it's a science site. Our Earth is becoming unlivable. Can we still turn the tide? Question mark. This report says we have crossed six of the nine boundaries within which human life on Earth will still be possible for future generations. I would argue with that conclusion. We have crossed them all. Can we slow down enough to preserve some part of the planet's life support system so that someone might make it through what's coming. We have an obligation to try. No matter how long the odds are, no matter how dark the horizon, it is our obligation to try. It's not an option. We're here for a reason. If not this reason, then what? A personal pursuit of pleasure until we perish? No thanks. Count me out. So long as there is any remaining thread of the web of life still fighting to survive, a single bird, a single butterfly, a bee, a bat, a bear, so long as there's any form of life struggling to survive, to play their individual part in the miraculous web of life, I will fight by their side. And I am deeply grateful, beyond words, for all those that have also chosen to fight for life, no matter what comes. The single greatest leap we could collectively make in the right direction is to fully expose the climate engineering onslaught. If we can expose it, we can stop it. Pressing on, next from EurekaAlert.com, extremely hot days are warming twice as fast as average summer days in Northwest Europe. The report says the findings show that the maximum temperature of the hottest days is increasing at twice the rate of the maximum temperature of average summer days. They say the reason causing this faster warming of the hottest days relative to average summer days is not yet understood. So much they just don't understand because they won't acknowledge the entire equation. And that's criminal. Here's another dire fact to consider. Nighttime low temperatures globally, on average, are rising twice as fast as daytime highs. This is a very, very bad omen. It means heat is getting into the atmosphere, but not getting out. Many factors, the change in atmospheric chemistry, the incineration of 100 million barrels of carbon fuel every single day, climate engineering, facilitating incineration of forests, again, search wildfires, serve geoengineering agenda, and geoengineering itself, the light scattering particles that block some of the warming during the daytime, but trap even more of it at night. We are on the fast track for literally hell on earth. From the climate engineering cover-up agency known as AccuWeather, this headline from this week, unprecedented May heat scorches Pacific Northwest sets new records. Heat more typical of July or August has baked the Northwest since last week, helping establish many new records. Next headline from earthobservatory.nasa.gov. 
Smoke fills North American skies. From that report, raging fires filled the skies of southern Canada and the northern United States with smoke. The fires had scorched almost a half a million hectares. That's about 1,800 square miles in Alberta, British Columbia, and Saskatchewan. That's as of about May 16th, which is 10 times the average area burned for this time of year. And the average area isn't average. That's just the most recent several-decade bracket of fires burning. That has no meaning if we go back 100 or 200 years when there weren't nearly as many fires. This report continues. Smoke from the fires has caused poor air quality, not poor, horrible air quality, and reduced visibility. Wildfire smoke contains tiny particles called aerosols, some of which, the report says, can exacerbate respiratory and cardiovascular health problems. No, no, not some of which. All suspended airborne aerosols are a problem, and they're a bigger problem when you have not just smoke aerosols, but you have climate engineering fallout, and we know this is occurring. Even with this existing smoke canopy, we have seen on satellite imagery aerosol blanket spraying on top of this canopy. We filmed with time-lapse footage the blanket aerosol spraying on top of the Paradise Fire smoke canopy in California. You can see this on the film, The Dimming, on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org. So here's my question. Why are the climate engineers blanket spraying the top of smoke canopies? And that is a likely a complex answer, likely many reasons they are doing this. None of them, none of them benevolent. There's more. Hazy skies were also observed by a global network of ground sensors called the Aerosols Robotic Network, that's called Aeronet, which is comprised of more than 500 carefully calibrated sun photometer instruments that measure aerosol optical depth, that's called AOD, around the world. What do you think they have this massive network for? Because they are monitoring the atmospheric particulate loading from climate engineering operations, not just pollution, not just wildfires, but the largest single source of atmospheric particulate pollution, climate engineering, part of this network. The instruments are pointed at the sun and record the intensity of incoming light. Scientists use this information to deduce the amount and size of the aerosols in the atmosphere column by calculating the difference between the light received and what would be expected in the cloud-free conditions. Again, this is part of how they monitor their solar radiation management ongoing operations, and they wrap it up in a different package so the public doesn't know what it's about. Next, also from AccuWeather, wildfire smoke makes for surreal sunrises nationwide. The population just gets used to these hellish conditions. Months on end at times with smoke-filled skies breathing a toxic brew of atmospheric aerosols. Another from AccuWeather, ranchers fear for livestock as Canada wildfires rage. And it's only May. Same in Siberia. Spain, Portugal, many other countries likely to ignite soon, but they're burning northern latitude forests now, I would argue, for a reason. And you can examine that reason, search wildfires serve geoengineering agenda. Now let's add this to the equation. A new science report of total disinformation and contradiction from Copernicus.org, impact of solar geoengineering on wildfires in the 21st century. They say geoengineering reduces wildfire occurrence by decreasing surface temperatures and wind speed and increasing relative humidity in soil water. With the exception, they say, of boreal regions where geoengineering increases the occurrence of wildfires exactly what we have happening, due to a decrease in relative humidity and soil water compared with present day. Well, guess what? The largest forests in the world are the boreal forests. And they're admitting here 
that it has exactly the opposite effect. It doesn't work. It causes less moisture, more fires. Here's a summary of that report. According to the so-called scientists, solar geoengineering would reduce fires, except that it isn't, and it wouldn't. Welcome to the asylum. Search the Engineering Wildfires section on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org. You're listening to the weekly installment of Global Alert News, the bad news broadcast, installment number 406, May 20th, 2023. This is Dane Wigington, your host. Global Alert News is brought to you by geoengineeringwatch.org, G-E-O engineeringwatch.org, the largest and most visited website in the world on the subject of climate intervention operations known as geoengineering. The commercial-free, non-political global alert news hour is now broadcast on 22 AM and FM stations throughout the country. All recent recordings of this broadcast can be found on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org under the recent column. Geoengineering Watch wishes to express our deepest gratitude to those that have helped us to expand our reach and thus our voice in this desperate last hour effort to sound the alarm. On that subject, if you're on our email list, please put us on your email contact book so that our mail outs don't go to the spam files. Please help us to share the groundbreaking documentary, The Dimming, which fully exposes the climate engineering atrocities. The best way to share is by circulating the direct link to the dimming by email directly from the homepage of Geoengineering Watch. Sharing directly helps us to overcome social media censorship. When viewing our YouTube of the dimming or Global Alert News or any other Geoengineering Watch video on YouTube, please subscribe, share, and comment, all of which helps us to circulate critically important data to a much wider audience. How do we reach those that still aren't looking up? Geoengineering Watch awareness raising materials can be found on our homepage. Our only goal, to provide activists what they need to move this fight forward. There's very high quality printed materials with shocking images. A picture's worth a thousand words as the proverb goes. We have hoodies and shirts, both with very high quality four color images on both sides. The images of a military tanker descending down over the planet and spraying, a dimming sun is in the background with this caption, stop climate engineering, investigate, and below that, geoengineeringwatch.org so people could find a credible source of data to continue their investigation. Scannable business cards and bumper stickers, all effective tools to help strike up a conversation on the climate engineering issue. Waking the masses to the climate engineering onslaught is the great imperative. As I said earlier in this broadcast, if we can expose it, we can stop it from the inside out by awakening all those involved, their families, so that they know that they are literally involved in their own self-extermination. If you're willing to share a picture of yourself with the Geoengineering Watch shirt or hoodie, please send us your photo so that we can post it as part of our activist compilation, which is now part of our materials page. The images encourage others to make their voices heard in this all-important battle to sound the alarm. As always, I wish to express my deepest gratitude to each and every individual that has summoned the courage to help move this fight forward. For many recent years, once the heat becomes oppressive, the scheduled weather script readers often show a cool down coming several days away, but it gets pushed forward again and again, coming late and less if it comes at all. Before this year, that's what they did with the rain in California. It kept coming late if it came at all, year after year after year until this year's deluges. Someone changed the schedule. New from BBC, global warming set to break key 1.5 degree C limit for first time. Total deception, unfiltered data, and weeding out the engineered surface cooldowns that also skew the data. We are likely past 3.5 C degree warming since pre-industrial levels right now. And that doesn't bode well for the future of the human race. From cleantechnica.com, UCLA scientists say we can hack the ocean to store carbon dioxide. Again, what an incredibly 
destructive notion, and they already are doing it. It's called ocean fertilization. When they utilize SRM programs over the oceans, those particles settle to the sea surface and become ocean fertilization elements. That is part of the plan, forcing the ocean to suck up carbon, acidifying the oceans, which is wreaking havoc on the remaining life forms, creating dead zones everywhere in the oceans. But those in power don't care. If they can hide, mask, cover up anything for a little bit longer, even if it costs all of us our lives, our futures, our children's futures, that's exactly what those in power will do. In how many ways do they need to demonstrate this? And I'm so tired of people saying, well, they wouldn't do this to themselves. They already have, again and again and again. From redanalysis.org, this, El Nino, a potential driver of geopolitical destabilization. This comes down to imploding ecosystems all over the globe, not enough food, social destabilization. It cannot be otherwise. Mad Max on steroids is coming. If you don't believe it, you will. Wait and see. From the UK Guardian, devastating floods in Italy claim lives and leave thousands homeless. This is yet the latest example of drought to deluge scenario. That's the hallmark of climate intervention operations. From the report, 21 rivers burst their banks after heavy storms across the country caused landslides and submerged villages. Before the latest floods, the report says... Many areas of northern Italy were blighted by drought that dried out land, reducing its capacity to absorb water. Part of the plan. And there's this Italian flooding update report. Death toll mounts in Italy's worst flooding for 100 years. From all-time record unprecedented drought in Italy to record deluge, which is likely the worst in recorded history, not just the last 100 years, Pointing to distant dates and pretending that similar cataclysms have occurred in the past is a common practice of matrix media. It's a way of pacifying populations into the false conclusion that if it happened before, it must not be that bad. Here's reality. It's worse than that bad. Wait and see. And how many of these reports from around the world do we hear from matrix media in the U.S.? Nothing. Constant, scripted, political idiocy and circus to distract populations, divide them, polarize them till the brutal bitter end. Another from the UK Guardian, more than 400 people now confirmed dead after flooding in the Democratic Republic of Congo, and thousands more are still missing. Here's another report from Africa. The city was underwater. Quarter of a million Somalis flee flooded homes. Africa has been brutalized for so many decades with the crown jewel weapon of the controllers, climate intervention operations. So many African countries droughted out, brought to their knees, and their governments forced to allow U.S. occupation. And U.S. is the biggest player in this insanity because its military is bigger than the next 10 biggest militaries combined. And that's where you get AFRICOM, the U.S. network of military bases in Africa. Countries forced to comply behind the curtain. They're precipitation cut off. Same thing happened after 9-11 when General Wesley Clark, the former NATO Supreme Commander, was given a list of the Middle Eastern countries to be targeted immediately after 9-11, a list that clearly existed before 9-11, and every one of those countries subsequently underwent a once-in-1,000-year drought. Not nature. Climate engineering, which is much more effective at cutting off precipitation even than augmenting it, but it does both. Moving on, more headlines from BalkanInsight.com. Torrential rain and overflowing rivers cause chaos in Bosnia 
in Croatia. The report says the situation has never been more severe and the precise number of flooded structures and evacuated residents is not yet known. From multiple sources about Alaska, ice jams caused catastrophic flooding in Alaskan riverfront towns. Chemical ice nucleation creates a very specific form of frozen material that radically fuels this kind of situation. Search Ice Balls Lake Michigan. Look at those images. You'll be shocked. Better yet, review the entire engineering winter section on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org. You'll be even more shocked. U.S. Matrix Media covers none of this. The American population that feeds from the Matrix Media trough of total disinformation doesn't have a clue. And they won't have a clue until the oncoming train actually hits. And it's close. The human race, taken as a whole, has laid waste to our former miracle planet, though I know there are exceptions to whom I am forever grateful. And the decimation isn't just of the climate and ecosystems, but the complete contamination of everything. On that note, new from the UK Guardian, this headline, societal cost of forever chemicals about $17.5 trillion across global economy. The cost is much worse than that. You can't just measure it in money. As I reported on previous broadcasts, we now know from peer-reviewed study that there is not an uncontaminated drop of rain on the entire planet Earth. Every single drop of rain, which means everything else, is contaminated with PFAS forever chemicals. And this report states that chemicals yield profit of about $4 billion a year for the world's biggest PFAS manufacturers. So how does that work out mathematically? They're doing, at least according to this statistical analysis, $17.5 trillion in damage for a profit of $4 billion? Does that make any sense? Does it make sense to kill the planet on which your lives and your children's lives completely depend, eliminating any future for anyone? Yes. Welcome to the planetary asylum. Back to our superheating oceans, which are an immense problem that far too few have any understanding of. From Yale360.edu, as ocean oxygen levels dip, fish face uncertain future. That's not really true at all. As ocean oxygen levels decline below critical thresholds, fish will die. Atmospheric oxygen also plummeting. And we will soon feel the effects of this as well. Our forests are dying. Our plankton's dying. The two largest sources of oxygen production on the planet. How long do we think we'll survive? From this report, global warming not only increases ocean temperatures, it triggers a cascade of effects that are stripping the seas of oxygen. Fish are already moving to new waters in search of oxygen. And scientists are warning of the long-term threat to fish species and marine ecosystems. Oceans around the world are becoming ever more deprived of oxygen, forcing many species to migrate from their usual homes. Researchers expect many places to experience a decline in species diversity. There's 500 dead zones around the world's oceans right now, and they're expanding literally by the day. It's not that this could, may, might happen. It's already happening. They say ending up with just those few species that can cope with the harsher conditions like jellyfish, like what's happening in some of the fisheries around Japan with just jellyfish left because they can survive in hypoxic and anoxic dead zones in the oceans. How long can we survive off jellyfish? The tropics will empty as fish move to more oxygenated waters. And those specialist fish already living at the poles will face extinction because there's nowhere else they can go. 
They finished with this, climate models seem to have underestimated changes in oxygen levels, which have been dropping faster than expected. Again, this is in the oceans and in the atmosphere. Faster than expected, sooner than we thought, worse than we thought. What will it take to awaken a larger percentage of the population to the fact that those at the very top have been fully aware of what was coming and is now unfolding for decades, but to avoid panicking populations before they were ready for that to happen. They, those at the top, those who control the money printers, have done everything in their power to feed the epidemic of normalcy bias, aka the delusion that the reality we have all known will magically stay the same. Such a notion flies in the face of logic, reason, and reality. Such a notion is a form of insanity. Many who are already awake and aware understandably feel that they're between the proverbial hammer and the anvil, between a power structure that's clinically insane and populations that so far have shown little interest in even investigating the truth, let alone taking any meaningful action because of it. Climate intervention operations continue to wreak havoc on the weather and Earth's protective atmospheric layers. Plankton and forests are being decimated along with Earth's oceans. Atmospheric oxygen content, as already stated, is declining rapidly. What happens if atmospheric chemistry is so radically altered, again with climate engineering being a core part of that mix, that we pass the cloud tipping point and we are perilously close right now? Game over happens. Again, that process may already have been breached. Climate engineering is mathematically the single greatest assault on Earth's life support systems. What will it take to make more of the population care? No matter what other challenges we collectively face, when the planet's life support systems collapse, it's the end of the road. The end of the Anthropocene Epoch, a.k.a. the end of the age of man. It's up to us, each of us, all of us, to expose and hold to account all those that have helped to lead us to this dark horizon we now face. Elected officials... Of all political stripes, agency officials, corporate media, a.k.a. matrix media, and the legions of so-called academicians that have betrayed the human race and the entire web of life by their willful blindness, by their constant participation in the total deception of the human population, carefully crafted by the controllers, the willful deception of populations in exchange for paychecks and pensions, and the temporary preservation of their personal paradigms. All the while, the weather warfare rages in our skies, and environmental collapse accelerates by the day. The political circus and its carefully casted performers aren't here to save us. Their role is to polarize, distract, and divide us, and thus to conquer and to cull. Clinical analysis makes clear that the controllers are not rational, are not reasonable, and are not sane. Their agendas are killing our host, planet Earth. This result is not an objective. Rather, it's a consequence which is comparable to a malignant cancer. Again, this question, does a cancer intend to kill its host? No. A cancer exists to proliferate without concern for the consequences. If the cancer isn't halted, the host inevitably dies, which includes us in this case. This is the path we are collectively on. This is the journey of the planetary Titanic on which we are all currently passengers. The sand in the hourglass is running down by the day. Please, make your voice heard in this epic effort to turn the tide. Check the activist suggestions link on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org to learn how you can help. Time is not on our side. We must make every day count. Stay focused, stay strong. Never yield to the gathering darkness, ever. 
Until next week, this is Dane Wigington from geoengineeringwatch.org.